It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazard! Gonna go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it, breaking away, Garrett Wilson, Wilson a big play downfield, Allen tripped up, he could not get past Jermaine Johnson, oh look at the speed of Brees Hall, he's done it again, Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown, and he's sacked again by Quinton Williams, what a beast, number 95 for the Jets, listen, Thanks. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to recap day number 12 of New York Jets training camp. And for that, we bring back our friend who is the co-founder of JetsXFactor.com, a website where he is also serving as the lead reporter, Mr. Robbie Sable. Robbie, what's up, brother? Scotty too hottie. Another day in the books and the hype was back. You know, yesterday I kind of said the fans weren't as excited. Maybe it was the Hall of Fame. Maybe everyone everyone was in Canton, all the uh, the loud folks, because today they were back and they were hyped, and I was uh, I was pretty impressed. They got to see some more quick fire passes from Aaron Rodgers today. Miko Hardman, Tyler Conklin, those two guys seem to be a target of that a lot. That's gonna be a problem for opposing defenses. We talked about this yesterday with Miko Hardman's speed. And now with Tyler Conklin's combination of size and speed, if Rodgers keeps getting the ball out fast and being able to put it into the hands of guys like Conklin and Hardman, put that together with what we already know about Garrett Wilson and his favorite target, Alan Lazard, and it could be a really well-balanced passing attack. Yeah, it's all about uh, cheating, really. I mean, it's it's not cheating in the sense where it's against the rules, but you know, a lot of defenses in football, they cheat in a way where they lag and they they play soft coverage because they know the offense will never take advantage of it. You know, they'll never, you know, do the silly video game, you know, snap the ball, throw the ball right away because it's, it's like the things that are too obvious to do. Sometimes offenses don't do and quarterbacks don't do, but the greats do it like Rogers Uh, today, you know, he hit Hardman on a slant. That's not what I'm talking about, but, there was one in a hurry up situation where he hit Hardman right in front of Mosley, you know, literally just took the snap, stood up, fired it to Hardman right next to Mosley. And Mosley was in pretty good coverage, but, you know, just enough off of Hardman in that zone area where he hit him to put them in uh, Zerline field goal range. Uh, so, yeah, that stuff, it's going to go a long way. And it's, you know, it's in the D's mind right now. The D finished on a big note where we'll talk about that in a little bit, but. You know, that is definitely in D's mind. They have to come up on this guy. Let's talk about Rodgers in totality. What else did you see from him today? I know he had a nice pass to his favorite target, Alan Lazard. Corey Davis did well today. Davis, of course, is back, and he seems to have picked up right where he left off before he got hurt. And then you just alluded to a play at the very end of practice that wasn't the best play for Aaron Rodgers, but it showed off the skills of another special player on this roster. So take us through all of that. Oh, dude. So we'll we'll start with the last play of practice because that was the worst play for Rodgers today, and then we'll come back to the good stuff. You know, Rodgers had a great day. 
offense was pretty solid. I- I'm noticing a lot of good things in the rushing game. It's like I said, it's hard to evaluate offensive linemen trench play when you're not going live. Today was full pads as opposed to yesterday, which was just shells and helmets. Uh, still not live to the ground, but it's hard to evaluate, yet I'm seeing really good signs with AVT and Max Mitchell on the right side. Every time they run to the right, especially with Zonovan, really good stuff. Uh, Zonovan bounced went out with Max Mitchell leading the way uh, early. Sauce, going back to Sauce, he finished the day with a pick in the end zone where, you know, even a good corner, a quarterback is not expecting a cornerback to, to leave his flat to curl zone drift and cheat that majorly where he's looking at the quarterback's eyes and come underneath and rob him. And that's exactly what sauce did. Like he, that it's an elite astounding play where he peels off of his flat curl, to flat robs him. Rogers didn't expect it. You don't expect a guy to do that. So he was looking for Curry Davis East to West in the end zone. Great coverage. Uh, could have still had him, you know, if it was a perfect pass and it looked to be a perfect pass, but sauce theft him. He just took it away. Um, now is the last play at practice. But other than that, Rodgers had a great day. Hit Corey Davis on a low one, you know, on a dig, 12 to 15 yards with traffic all around. Uh, hit Lazard a few times. Hit Hardman a few times. Hit Conklin. Threaded the needle to Conklin um, in between Mosley and Quincy. Whether it was seven on seven or teams, he just he just played extremely well today, the quarterback. He wasn't the only quarterback that played well, though, because Zach Wilson had a really good day, as did Mekhi Becton, who was back and blocking for Zach Wilson on the second team drills. Very nice to hear that both of those guys did well today. Yeah, they were they were solid. Zach showed some good signs again. I don't think it was as strong as yesterday, but, it, you know, no egregious stuff either. There were a couple times where he, he should have let it go and should have taken a chance but didn't and held on and scrambled with the ball. Uh, there was one where he found Lazard, no one around him against his zone. You know, I don't, and it was late. It was late, but complete. And if it was late because he started left and then went to the right and Corey Davis was secondary, that's fine. If it was late because he wanted to see him come open first, that's not fine. But I don't know. You know, you can't tell sometimes when you're watching from the sideline. So little things like that where you still don't know for sure. He just missed Brownlee on a deep one in the hurry up situation late, but he threw, he threw one to Brownlee where he really had to anticipate the in breaking route, had to put air under it, had to throw him open, had to trust himself, be confident. And that was his best throw of the day. You know, it's, it's interesting with Wilson. He wants to see it open. He's fighting it. He needs that confidence to, to throw guys open. And he did that with Brownlee. So there's some good stuff still showing. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. A lot of targets for Nick Bauden today. It looks like he may make the roster and the Jets could actually use a fullback. Oh, I, I'd be shocked if Bowden doesn't make it because, you know, you know, think Kuhn in Green Bay with Rodgers. You know, Hackett usually likes to carry a fullback. He's getting a lot of love. 
you know, the uh, base formations are getting a lot of love, you know, whether it's eye, strong eye, weak eye, what, what have you. And he's got soft hands, man. He could catch the ball. So, you know, I kind of put him in the tight end group when I'm going down the depth chart, but it'll be interesting to see if they keep Bowden, how do they keep four tight ends? And how do they cut one of the guys? If Uzama and Conklin are healthy, you know, you got two more drafted guys in Rucker and Kuntz. So I would be stunned if Bowden doesn't make the team. A couple of guys were missing from practice today, including Jermaine Johnson, right? Yeah, Jermaine Johnson, Salah said afterwards that he could have practiced if they wanted him to, but um, they're taking it slow. Lakin Tomlinson left practice, but he's going to be okay. Nothing major. Salah said, I forgot what the injury was. And Quincy, this happened right in front of me. Rogers hit Conklin on an outbreaking route. A beauty of a throw. Nice high catch by Conklin. DJ Reed, it was zoned. DJ Reed was in the area. Quincy comes flying in like a bat out of hell. And then Quincy and Reed kind of fall to the ground and collide. And Quincy was slow getting up. But I think at the time, I thought it was just the wind. He got the wind knocked out of him. I think that's what it was. Didn't confirm it afterwards. But all in all, he'll be fine. The one guy who didn't participate, who's still up in the air, is Carl Lawson. I, I don't think it's serious, but he wasn't out there today. And Salah said it was back tightness. Um, so those are the injuries that, you know, I don't want to say piled up because they're still relatively healthy. I mean, they're, they're in pretty good shape right now, uh, considering the past couple of years, but, uh, you know, the, it's the good news is that they're very minor injuries when injuries happen. And so far, so good. Another camp scuffle today. Oh, dude, it was the first open field battle. It was like Braveheart versus Game of Thrones. <laughs> Hardy. They run with die Travis die to the right side and then all of a sudden you see Hardy and uh, TJ Luther uh, I want to call him Martin Luther all the time I don't know why and, and you just see them battling I, I think Luther was really blocking hard you know blocking as the backside guy which you want to see and I think Hardy took exception I don't know who started it could have been Luther but Hardy went back after him and then you saw Luther loop around kind of Fans thought he was running away at first, but he wasn't running away. He turned his back, looped around, and like sat down in a shield-like manner, getting ready to absorb Hardy's blow because he knew Hardy was coming after him. And then the whole team jumped in, broke it up. So it's nice. The scuffles are nice to see as a coach. If I'm the coach, I'm loving it. Uh, but this one, what's really nice to see is the Norman OBJ-type scuffles that are in the open field. They could really see the one-on-one, -on -one. and that was the first one today. One thing that people noticed in the preseason game is that Bryce Huff played a lot, which you wouldn't have expected because he's a guy that's going to get a lot of meaningful snaps in the regular season. But Robert Salas said that they needed somebody to play. They didn't have enough defensive ends available to not play Bryce Huff. In a perfect world, Salas said that Huff wouldn't have played because he's going to have an important role in the defense, but he had to play Huff because that's just the way the numbers worked out. Huff did very well in the preseason game, and he did very well in training camp today, had another would-be sack. It's uh, It does make sense in a way. I mean, they have a lot of bodies, but it makes sense because you know they're nine deep, ten deep there. So somebody's going to have to play, and you know Huff is impressive. And I'll tell you what, McDonald's was impressive too. McDonald's... It is today's league. I, McDonald would have never been able to to survive at his weight in the 80s or even 30 years ago. Today he can. And he really, when a, when a back gets into space, you know, the Jets run deal wasn't great in Canton. But we saw McDonald everywhere because 
when the run D is not great and you need a guy to to make a tackle in space, he could do that as a lighter D lineman. Um, so between McDonald and Huff, you know, unfortunately, it's going to be Huff. He's more well-rounded. He's got more experience. You're right. You don't want to see him in there that often. But, I mean, what else could they do? I, I guess I don't know. Jason Brownlee, who you brought up before, had another nice day, as did Corey Davis, who you also talked about, especially on that play where Sauce Gardner came out of nowhere to get that interception at the end of practice. It's going to be interesting now, Robbie, because we've talked about how Brownlee is pushing for a roster spot. We've talked about how maybe Corey Davis gets edged out if the Jets want to save some money, but it's possible both of those guys stick, and you could be looking at a wide receiver group that has Corey Davis, Jason Brownlee, Miko Hardman, who we've talked about a lot, Randall Cobb, who is a very familiar target for Aaron Rodgers, speaking of familiar targets to Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard, and Garrett Wilson, who wasn't out there today, so... Brownlee, another good practice. Corey Davis has looked good since he came back. It's possible that both of them wind up on the 53-man roster. It it is, and you also have Irv Charles, who they really like, and Xavier Gibson. I mean, Gibson, I don't know if you mentioned him, but Gibson, he's just, he fills so many needs. He's a shifty guy. He's not a traditional outside receiver. He could play that X-factor type role, gadget guy, slot guy, punt returner. So they have so many guys, so many numbers. And the other thing is, too, it would be easier for these guys to make it if Cobb wasn't there. And you know how I talked about Cobb yesterday, wondering if he has anything left in the tank or his legs gone. Well, he comes back today. First play a team, seven on seven, grant you, but still teams. He catches one from Rogers on a slant. Great coverage by MC, but in uh, the tackle contact probably happens at the five yard mark, but Cobb takes it and his legs look great. So Cobb a day after, you know, me scratching my head, does he have anything left? Looked fantastic today. Looked fresh. Um, so it, it is a crowded room right now. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Any other major takeaways from today's practice, Robbie? That right side of the line, ABT and Max Mitchell. Uh, Max Mitchell has some questions in, on the ground in terms of the run game, but everything I've seen, it's the opposite. He is He's doing great on the ground, and it's tough to evaluate these guys, but AVT and Mitchell are just... They're doing some things that are really, really solid at the point of attack in terms of rushing schemes. One had Bam Knight bounce it out to the outside on the back of Max Mitchell early in teams. And this is by far the high point for the Jets rushing attack right now during the summer. So that's a really good sign. And it's a really good sign that you could see that during practice instead of a preseason game. Speaking of the offensive line, Joe Tipman out there again trying to earn the backup center spot. It looks like it's a battle between him and Wes Schweitzer. As of this moment, it looks like it's a fait accompli that Connor McGovern will at least begin the season as the starter. Robert Sala talked after practice, mentioned Tipman, said he had a really strong game against the Browns, which he did. If you watch the game, he did very well. Said it was a pleasant surprise. He's got the Panthers joint practice coming up. Then there's another joint practice coming up against the Bucks. Those will be really good opportunities for Tipman to push for that backup center job. He, uh, I think I mentioned it yesterday or the podcast before. Fans do not get worried about Tipman. Again, it, you can't evaluate these guys in practice. It is impossible. You know, guys like Beckton Tipman, you have to evaluate in the game. He was great in that Hall of Fame game. And listen, Rodgers is a veteran quarterback. The center is the de facto leader of that offensive line of the entire blocking scheme. 
So it, it, do you think Rodgers wants a center starting week one? Uh, I'm sorry, a rookie starting at center week one? Highly doubtful, no matter how good he is. So let McGovern start. Tittman's not going anywhere. He's going to be the starter at some point this year. And away you go. And just ease him in slowly. Schweitzer is the you know, the backup interior guy. He could play center or guard. And they got plenty of depth. So, you know, Sala pleasantly surprised with Tipman. That's good. Yeah, I'm not really surprised. He just needed to see him in a game uh, to understand that he is a, a game-type football dude. And, and uh, he, that's kind of where we are right now. Robbie, we heard from Mecole Hardman after practice. He said there's still a lot of work to be done with him and Rodgers. Even though it seems the chemistry is getting better every day, said they're good in the short intermediate area, but is looking forward to continuing to try to get on the same page in terms of deep balls. Hardman said it can be tricky with Rodgers at quarterback sometimes because you've always got to be on high alert and he'll throw you open really quickly after the snap, whether you're ready or not. So you yeah. better get ready in an instant. Also said that he's still figuring out Rodgers' hand signals. You remember last year there was a big story about that and how he was getting annoyed because the rookies on the Packers were having trouble figuring out the hand signals. He said Rodgers sometimes will show up to practice and change the signal just to make sure that everybody's paying attention. That's pretty funny. I guess it's a good way to see if the receivers are truly putting in the work. So thoughts, Robbie, on what we heard from Nicole Hardman predominantly about his relationship and growing chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. So far, so good. I mean, you know, a guy like Denzel Mims, who's in Detroit now, that was his problem. It's not anything physical with Mims. It's the reading of the defense as a whole, uh, being on the same page as the OC, as the quarterback. And the reason why I think Garrett Wilson works so well with Rodgers is Garrett Wilson understands these things and these nuances and how he's trying to set up a receiver in his blind spot is the same way Rogers thinks. And when he's in the slot, the same way Garrett Wilson's trying to set up the defense and understand where the soft spot is. Rogers thinks that too. So it's a perfect marriage. Hardman is not quite there yet. You know, it's uh, when he was in Kansas city, he was more of a gadget guy. His role changed left and right. You know, he was more immersed sometimes with injuries, oftentimes not. Um, so with Rogers, I'm seeing good signs, but they're not, uh, he's right. They're not totally there yet. Robbie, one last note that I thought is worth mentioning. The Jets are playing the Panthers in their next preseason game that will go down Saturday in Carolina and they will get a look at rookie Bryce Young, the number one overall pick in the draft. No Aaron Rodgers for the Jets. I wonder, though, if the Jets are willing to let Rodgers play maybe a series when they have their home game coming up a week after that against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But you will certainly not see Aaron Rodgers in Carolina. You will, however, get the opportunity to get your first look at Bryce Young. Yeah, put him in that... Uh... What's that thing called that uh, Jabba the Hutt put Han Solo in? Return of the Empire Strikes Back. Whatever that is, put Rodgers in there until September. I mean, I would love to see him in that uh, third preseason game as well, but nah, he's he's a grizzled vet. No thanks. And Bryce Young, should be interesting to see him. Uh, the other guy I want to see is Darnold and Sam Fran too. That should be interesting. I'll disagree with you, Robbie. I would like to see Rodgers just do one series in the home game, just as a nod to the fans who are paying for the preseason tickets. 
I don't think it's yeah. a big deal. He can come out, maybe throw a pass, mostly just hand the ball off. But just getting a chance to see him jog onto the field wearing the Jets uniform and break the huddle, to me, would be a nice little treat and a reward and a thank you to the loyal fans who decided to show up for a meaningless preseason game. Yeah, true. And listen, most times, you know, 99% of the time, I'm on the Parcells train where, you know, preseason matters, play your guys, don't worry about injury. It's just that this this situation is so unique. So it, it uh, may be maybe getting scared of my own shadow here a little bit in my older age, but um, I could see them going with a series. Yeah, I think that's all you really need. Anything beyond that, and like you said, you're taking an unnecessary risk. I think as long as you don't take too many chances, like have Rodgers throw a bunch of passes, maybe you have him throw one short pass, and beyond that you have him hand the ball off. That's all the fans really need to see, and they'll go home happy. So I hope that's what they do, but remains to be seen. Robbie Sabo, the leader of the Sabo Holics. The lead reporter at JetsXFactor.com, a website that he co-founded. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down day number 12 of New York Jets training camp at Florham Park with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out everything you're doing over at Jets X Factor, what's going on over there? And tell them about the great Wayne Krebet offer. You sign up uh, for some content at Jets X Factor. Wayne Krebet's going to write his name on an 8x10 and send it to you. That's right, and it's not a napkin. It's a, it's an actual eight by ten photo. So use discount code eighty at JetsX Factor. All the good stuff. And hey, thanks for uh, inviting me on, buddy. We'll do it again soon. Absolutely. Make sure you check out everything Robbie and the gang are doing over at JetsXFactor.com. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. We've got some awesome All-22 breakdowns up there right now, including Jason Brownlee, who we talked about before. He's been making waves at training camp. Is he the real deal? Watch his film from his days at Southern Miss and decide for yourself. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeJet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt. The Play Like Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. 